You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is your host, Noah Scott, signing on with Charles Cormier. Charles is a cold email expert guiding companies from email to product market fit. He's the CEO at Top Leads with a mastermind, does interviews and coaching founders and CEOs. Welcome to the show, Charles. How's it going? Thank you, Noah. I'm good, man. Uh, it's a rainy day here, but uh, I have my coffee in, getting these brain cells activated and I'm with you. So we're going to bring the noise in these next uh, 15 minutes. Let's bring the noise. Yes. And you're, you're in from Montreal. I'm here in uh, here in LA, um, nice. So, Charles, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear your just as a little icebreaker. What you would say is your superpower—that thing that you've honed through the years—that is just something that uh, that no one else has. Adaptation. Um, as a digital nomad, as someone that has lived so many different experiences, tough experiences too. I adapt to pretty much anything. You put me naked in the in the forest in Indonesia, I'll find my way and I'll build an empire. Incredible. I mean, I would love to just go naked in the forest in Indonesia. That sounds like a great time. <laughs> Except for the mosquitoes, because yes. yeah, I'm very that's my weakness. So if I was like a Pokemon <laughs> and I had a weakness, it would be mosquitoes. They all come after me and they make me crazy. So absolutely cool well charles you know I, I as this is the big possible show i love to focus on stories of individuals braving the unknown and taking big risks um so with that said do you have a story of a time that you took maybe the biggest risk of your life you know what was going through your head at the time and, and what happened yeah i have a, a couple um the first one is kind of minor if you want started as an exchange student going in hong kong had a huge culture shock going there you know they don't speak much english and everything's in mandarin so that was um, a big shock and i grew 10x um, after that experience and the next big leap that i took uh, after coming back to my native quebec was traveling to Mexico. So I had my little tribe of friends, but it was was not too positive. We used to get together and party, you know, and, and get into unhealthy types of competition. So it was like, okay, frig, frig that. I'm going to book an Airbnb and uh, fly to random destination Mexico, and I'm never going to come back, really. So I'm going to start this digital nomad type of life. And I went to Mexico. Uh, my businesses, they survived because, yeah, they weren't fully online. Um, so I had to adapt to that. It was a huge adaptation, met my wife and we started traveling the world. So that was one of my greatest leaps, uh, one of my greatest risks that yields uh, one of the greatest returns in my life so far. Beautiful. You know, as a fellow digital nomad, like I, I'm literally transported to the same decision that I just left LA and I went to exactly, I went to Mexico. <laughs> and so it's oh, like, yeah. What part? Uh, well, I started in Tulum, uh, Playa del Carmen, and then, great. you know, I, I found, too. I found Colombia was just like my, my favorite place. I really enjoyed Colombia. Need to go there. Yeah. Colombia's on the list. Beautiful. Well, if you're ever there, um, you know, just let me know. I'll, I'll join you. Yeah. Cool. Have a good time. So 
you know, I, I, I love the, I love the, the, how the adaptability kind of builds into a lot of that, because the more we take risks, the more adaptable we become throughout this, you know, and with that, with that kind of uh, that mindset of great, let me adapt to everything that's showing up. Let me, let me figure out um, how to thrive in whatever situation is coming. How does that help you um, impact the world in a positive way? You know, what are you doing with, mm. with your companies now to, to help other people? Because so many people, it's, yeah. it, it feels like it's hard as an individual to make an impact. And, you know, I love to celebrate people's stories that are doing that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, nowadays, you know, my my goal uh, in life is to create the largest startup ecosystem in the world so that I can have the biggest impact in the world. I believe uh, in the uh, enlightenment through startup philosophy. So I, I become a better human by running startups, uh, more empathy centered, uh, develop my EQ and my IQ on a daily basis, which both are essential to impact the world and once you have resources with those those uh, businesses those companies you can have a higher impact in the world now how do i create the startup the largest startup ecosystem in the world um through testing through running a lab in the back end um i use cold email uh through to send various emails of various product offerings to various audiences to get product market fit so that's what i do nowadays and since i'm that much adaptable, I can launch one product idea per day. Um, I don't really care much about, you know, people that are gonna hate or, you know, like uh, problems that are gonna come in the way, technical problems, let's say with, uh, with or email servers or whatever, like uh, happened yesterday, never happened um, in like two years, but yeah, we get those problems every now and then. And next thing you do, um, when you you face that, you try to adapt. And obviously, if you get a fit with some um, product idea, with some market, then you need to execute on that um, idea and deliver a, a product to uh, the customer. And obviously, the, the amount of adaptability that this necessitates is, is quite high. Um, so long story short, basically, adaptability uh, allows me to just push and push while most people would... I give up. So you could also say that it's grit. You know, I do Ironmans and very tough uh, endurance events like that. Climb Mexico's Heights Mountain um, this year. And yeah, I can deploy a bunch of tests without, you know, losing my motivation. And when you deploy that much test, well, at least three tests on 100 are going to be hyper successful and you can scale those to, to the sky. So that's kind of my approach. Incredible. And you know, I, I really resonate with that concept of how, you know, entrepreneurship enables us to elevate ourselves to a whole new level and the impact that we can make on the world is magnified through that. Um, what yeah. are some of the, what are some of the tips that you've learned through all of this testing that you can share with our listeners to um, get out of the gate faster and, and stumble a little bit less when it comes to launching your first offer? Yeah, well, I mean, I have so much, right? I, I tend to write at least five to 10 posts on my LinkedIn and other um, platforms out there that are like pure value bombs. I think I wrote like five yesterday, but um, j just to uh, limit myself to a couple, have 
a lab. Um, as an entrepreneur, you need to have a lab, an, an R&D section, and you need to be the leader of that lab, the R&D manager of your own business. So you'll be the one deploying tests because <laughs> do you think your employees are going to do it? Heck, they have a hard time doing what they're, they're told to. And I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that in a denigrating fashion, it's just that they're there to get paid. You know, they're paid hourly, they're paid on a salary, they might have a bit of performance, but you're going to be the one innovating and testing and if you don't innovate in this day and age you're going to go in extinct because your competition does it if you check the googles or the facebooks of the this world uh, they do probably millions of tests per day you know um and they have their labs running and that's why they're, they're probably not going to go extinct it's just that they test so many things um and they they find these fits and basically they they just can scale um, that product. Um, so that's one advice, have your lab, whether you're, for example, if you, a, a lab for me is an agency, okay? An agency, whether it's a Facebook ads agency, you can deploy a bunch of ads and test out your ideas that way. Me, I run a cold email agency. Um, I found that this was the most uh, scalable, most cost-effective way to get quality leads. Um, in my case, it's CEOs of, let's say, uh, software businesses that make 2 million a year at least. Um, that lab allows me to test all of these, these ideas. And once I, I have these ideas, then I tend to find a CEO to run um, a, one of these businesses and uh, try to scale it. So um, if you have that lab, you can test out a bunch of ideas. You can, um, obviously, you'll get a bunch of ideas from testing so many things, and you'll have those kind of feedback um, systems that will feed one another. Another part of my lab is the podcast so i get to interview like amazing people and i get ideas uh, with talking to these smart folks and i tend to implement on those so also have a note-taking system that will allow you to write down these action items and next thing you know you, you need to act on these action items so you need to be organized be structured as well to scale out something so yeah i'll limit that to these uh three tips uh basically for for, for the, this segment of advice since we're short on time. Yes, yes, beautiful. And, you know, I, I want to make sure we pack in at least something on that inner fulfillment level in the show. Yeah. Um, so real quick, where do you think happiness comes from? Happiness, I mean, I've been a student of happiness since uh, probably my 18s. I did the dissertation and while I was in, in college about uh, happiness and uh, to me, the, the, the point of that uh, little thesis that I did back then was studying this molecule, one of these molecules called uh, serotonin. Um, obviously, there's also endorphins and, and all that, but um, it's, a, it's a chemical thing. I have a chemical theory of the world. I actually filmed a video talking about that yesterday through state. You know, I'm drinking coffee right now and it influences my brain. Even if I have a shitty day you know like I'm, i might have this thing in my veins and I'll, I'll still be happy you know it's to me it's it's a chemical thing and obviously there's a bunch of external factors that uh can influence um this this happiness of yours whether it's meditation breath work whether it's uh high intensity training talking with your wife in the jacuzzi um or whatever makes you happy you know so happiness to me is is a non-negotiable it comes before anything don't get into entrepreneurship before you crack that one because it's if you're happy you will be more driven and you will accomplish more in your life so i, I guess for me lifestyle has always come first as well with the digital nomad thing 
I was like, no, I'm not gonna wait for to to travel in my 40s if I can travel right now, you know. So I'll be happy first, and then everything will come as magic and in, in my businesses and so forth. And sure enough, it did. Incredible, beautiful. Well, I think that'll lead us to our final question to close out. And uh, this is something I ask everyone on the show. Um, do you have a favorite decision-making framework or a mental model that you found helpful to um, help you mitigate risk and just make sound decisions that feel juicy and good? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, I've got so many mechanisms in my brain. I'll, I'll, first thing first, you know, I'll say that I'm probably 80% responsible of each of my decisions. The 20% is me bouncing off ideas off my team, my close ones, um, people in my LinkedIn, for example, and people that smart people that I talk to, that the strong part of it is in my brain. And I mean, my brain is, is quite complex, but let's, let's stick it to that. I write down the idea first. I test it with cold email when, if we're talking about business, of course, and um, I'm also going to read a bunch of books to get insights on uh, these things. The, the higher the way of the, um, the person that I get the advice to, let's say that I get the advice from George Soros in terms of financial engineering, um, then Soros is, is a king in that, you know, he made the billion dollar in a day. Um, so I think I'm going to listen more to George Soros rather than my financial advisor neighbor. Um, for something, I'm also going to check out history, how it has played out, uh, books, podcasts, YouTube videos. I use a, syst a learning system that is quite uh, uh, very much productive. I use this app called Pocket, and I save a bunch of articles on a daily basis. I read them in my bed at night. I read at least two to three hours per day. And I get into these rabbit holes of learning, saving sub articles, and I get very smart very quickly in uh, an array of things. And the, once you've got the theory, obviously you got to apply it in learning, right? So I convert all of this reading, I highlight some parts and these parts are become actions, you know, either I convert these things into content on my LinkedIn, or I just act upon these things or these things become habits and I need to constantly remind myself that I want to become this, for example. So um, the decision-making process is is quite complex. It's it's a mix of um, me and my environment and and pieces of, of data, but I, I filter it through at least three to five uh, filters, and then I try to act upon it, and I try to remember of the the conclusion of that experiment. Was it a good outcome or was it a bad outcome? And I'll leave uh, listeners to one last piece here because we're still reliant on our brains for memory. Take care of your brain. Um, coffee is like, and caffeine is the most research um, substance to help uh, the brain memory. So, I mean, if you can have some of that, uh, mix it with theanine uh, if uh, if you you get the jitters. But yeah, like take care of your brain. Do sports, do meditation, and so forth, because we're still very very much reliant on our frontal lobe and and our memory. And uh, I think a bunch of humans neglect that. So, yeah, take care of your brain. Beautiful. All right. Well, how do we stay in touch with you, Charles? This has been an absolute incredible interview with so much value. Yeah. CharlesCormier.com. Uh, thank you for having me. Topleads.agency is, uh, is my cold email agency. We're going to rebrand uh, Q1 next year. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, my LinkedIn, Charles Cormier, I drop at least 
yeah, five to 10 great uh, value bombs on my productive days. And yesterday was one of these. So yeah, go read my stuff. Epic. Thank you, brother. That's it for this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. With that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.